We continue our Lenten worship of praying with the Psalms on this Palm Sunday. Today, we reflect on what it means to praise God. Let us open our ears, minds, hearts, and imaginations to the words of this ancient poetic psalm as we pray alongside the psalmist. Give thanks to the Lord because he is good, because his faithful love lasts forever. Let Israel say it, God's faithful love lasts forever. Let the house of Aaron say it, God's faithful love lasts forever. Let those who honor the Lord say it, God's faithful love lasts forever. In tight circumstances, I cried out to the Lord. The Lord answered me with wide open spaces. The Lord is for me. I won't be afraid. What can anyone do to me? The Lord is for me as my helper. I look in victory to those who hate me. It's far better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust any human. It's far better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust any human leader. All the nations surrounded me, but I cut them down in the Lord's name. Yes, they surrounded me on every single side, but I cut them down in the Lord's name. They surrounded me like bees, but they were extinguished like burning thorns. I cut them down in the Lord's name. I was pushed so hard I nearly died, but the Lord helped me. The Lord was my strength and protection. He was my saving help. The sounds of joyful songs and deliverance are heard in the tents of the righteous. The Lord's strong hand is victorious. The Lord's strong hand is ready to strike. The Lord's strong hand is victorious. I won't die. No, I will live and declare what the Lord has done. Yes, the Lord has definitely disciplined me, but he didn't hand me over to death. Open the gates of righteousness for me so I can come in and give thanks to the Lord. This is the Lord's gate. Those who are righteous enter through it. I thank you because you answered me, because you were my saving help. The stone rejected by the builders is now the main foundation stone. This has happened because of the Lord. It is astounding in our sight. This is the day the Lord acted. We will rejoice and celebrate in it. Lord, please save us. Lord, please let us succeed. The one who enters in the Lord's name is blessed. We bless all of you from the Lord's house. The Lord is God. He has shined a light on us. So lead the festival offering with ropes all the way to the horns of the altar. You are my God. I will give thanks to you. You are my God. I will lift you up high. Give thanks to the Lord because he is good, because his faithful love lasts forever.
the poetry of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We continue our worship service this Palm Sunday with a reading from the Gospel of Matthew. With our open ears, minds, hearts, and imaginations, let us hear the story of Jesus' triumphant entry to Jerusalem. When they approached Jerusalem, and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus gave two disciples a task. He said to them, go to the village over there, and soon as you enter, you will find a donkey tied up and a colt with it. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that their master needs them. He sent them off right away. Now, this happened to fulfill what the prophet said. Say to daughter Zion, look, your king is coming to you, humble and riding on a donkey, and on a colt, the donkey's offspring. The disciples went and did just as Jesus had ordered them. They brought the donkey and the colt and laid their clothes on them, and he sat on them. Now, a large crowd spread their clothes on the road. Others cut palm branches off the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds in front of him and behind him shouted, Hosanna to the son of David! Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up. Who is this? They asked. The crowds answered, Is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee? the good news of Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Let the words of our mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. You may recall that on the last two Sundays, we focused on hard and unpleasant emotions, anger and lament. On this Palm Sunday, we'll focus on a more upbeat feeling, praise. But praise is ambivalent too, 
It's a mixed bag. Some of us may be familiar with the Palm Sunday story, some not so much. So let us remember it together. So try to picture Jerusalem during the holiday of Passover in Jesus' time. Passover was a national pilgrimage holiday. Crowds and crowds of people were streaming into Jerusalem. Imagine women, men, children, all of them making their way into the city from all directions, all joyful and, and excited to worship and sacrifice for eight days. Historians from those times wrote that so many people were coming to Jerusalem for Passover that many villages and towns in Judea were basically depopulated. And now imagine that riding on a donkey, Jesus arrives in Jerusalem and makes his way into the city. The crowd starts greeting him. People put their coats and palm branches as symbols of victory and triumph on the ground for him to pass by as if they are rolling out the red carpet for a very important guest. They are shouting, blessed is the king of Israel, Hosanna to the son of David. They are so joyful and excited. They praise Jesus. They praise God. They treat Jesus as a king who entered the city. If we were standing in that crowd in Jerusalem and we would interview the people asking them, why are you so excited about this guy? What would they say? Well, I imagine something like we are persecuted under Roman imperial rule. The son of David is finally here to save us from Roman oppression. We are forced to obey a fallen ruler, the Roman emperor. He's not our king. Jesus is the king of Israel. He said the kingdom of God has come near. Hosanna. The people expected that Jesus, seen as some rebel leader, maybe as a descendant of King David, and thus potentially the rightful ruler, based on the promise God had made to David, was coming like a military hero to save them from the Romans. Can you imagine the joy they must have felt at the prospect of living their lives again as free people under their own customs and rules? But then on Thursday, Jesus is arrested. On Friday, he endures the shame of false accusations. He is mocked, beaten, abandoned by even his closest friends and disciples. He is condemned and sentenced to death by crucifixion, one of the most disgraceful and horrible ways to die at that time and he dies on the cross. Where are the cheering crowds on Thursday, on Friday, 
What happened to them? Nobody's cheering now. Nobody's praising Jesus. Nobody's praising God. Their king, who was supposed to save them from the Romans, just died. They don't understand how this can be. I'm trying to picture what people might have felt, and I see distress, shock, devastation, disbelief, doubt, most probably many questions whether he really was the Messiah. The Bible says that even the disciples were devastated, hopeless, confused, bewildered, in disbelief, in despair, and afraid for their lives. All they knew was shaken to the core. Maybe many of them were trying to hold on to their faith that Jesus was the Messiah, that he was bringing the kingdom of God, but they just can't comprehend. Jesus died. And then Sunday comes, and Jesus is resurrected. Through his resurrection, he saves the people from death and gives them eternal life in the kingdom of God. Jesus wasn't an ordinary king with the kingdom of this world. After resurrection until ascension, the disciples and many others see Jesus for the last time. They are filled with joy. They thank God. They praise God. So I'm wondering, maybe the disciples truly understood the meaning of resurrection, but so did all the other people who saw the resurrected Jesus? And does it mean that their expectation of salvation changed? Because they won't be saved from the Romans now, but they will live eternally in the kingdom of God. It's easy for us knowing the story and looking back at those ancient times 